middle call. Baby, hey. Man. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome to another edition. Haberman and Middlecoff. I'm Guy. That's John. And uh, we are live on YouTube. Or maybe you're watching this not live on YouTube. But either way, if you're on YouTube, good to see you. Good to be seen. Hit that like button. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Comment for the algorithm. That's all appreciated very much. I'll go that bleep. Your mic might, might be a hair hot. Uh, if you are listening to the podcast, thank you for that as well. Share it with your friends, share it with your enemies, and um, hit us with a five-star review maybe on Apple Podcasts. You can, somebody DM me the day said, how do I ask a question? I said, the best ways to ask a question, either get in the live chat on YouTube or um, uh, hit us with a question in the uh, Apple Podcast review. We appreciate that as well. How's my mic now? Good. Sounds good. People tell us if John sounds too high, too low, whatever, but that sounds good. Sounds good to me, at least. We sound even. You know, that's the key. Um, I'm just on the internet watching some videos, John. Before I tell you about the videos I'm watching, let me tell you about Tito's. <laughs> Tito's handmade vodka. Rumor rumor on the streets is we might be on the golf course Friday, and you know we will be there. We got a spot for Tito's. Well, that kiss was – Mike picked up that sound. That was John kissing his football helmet. And his Tito's – all right. His Tito's. <laughs> God family football, guy. God family football. That's right, man. That's what this pod, that's what we should change the name of this podcast to. Uh, Tito's handmade vodka sponsors the show. You laugh at me, guy, but this football helmet yeah. represents my life. Without football and without Tito's, yeah. would I have any money and would I be able to survive? I who knows what I'd be doing for a, for a living. I, digging ditches, selling insurance, selling cars. I don't know. So I will gladly kiss a just a great looking shoots helmet because uh, I love Tito's. And uh, might have a Tito's and soda tonight watching the Chiefs Chargers, which, I mean, what a game. <laughs> what a fantastic, what a fantastic ball game. I mean, it's at Arrowhead for Amazon Prime's debut. I mean, I know they had the preseason game, but that's a hell of a game. We're recording this before that game. Uh, but that's a hell of a game. Tito's handmade vodka. So many great recipe uh, options out there. Just go to Tito's vodka.com. Uh, if you want a little, you want to spruce it up a little bit. Maybe we should try the uh, what was it the other day the the electric infusion, which was the Fresca, a little splash of grape and some Tito's. Uh, you know, I like the ginger beer. Big fan of the the Trader Joe's ginger beer. Reeds you can get it other places, but it's much cheaper at Trader Joe's. The Reeds, some ice, and um, had, and a, had a rough Tito's. experience the other day at Trader Joe's. Not going to lie. What happened? Well, hold on. Uh, Tito's handmade vodka, distilled in bottle in Austin, Texas, forty percent alcohol by volume, namely eighty proof, crafted to be savored responsibly. Yeah, get on it. Uh, Maria went to go shopping, brought back dinner, and we were going to make some chickens, and the chickens were rotten. Oh, like like saran, like kind of the chicken saran, like chicken breast or something like that. Yeah, like a just like a full chicken that we, you know, uh, it was raw. Obviously, it had to be cooked, but it was like one of flavored the spatchcock. No, it it had like a, a thigh and a little breast. It was like a half chicken, maybe gotcha. two half chickens, and they were both uh, both raw. Dang it. Raw would be the wrong word. They were both. It felt like uh, rotten meat. Was, was bad. Smell was pretty terrible. So we threw oh, away. They don't sponsor this show, so that'll never happen with a bottle of Tito's. I can promise you. No, ever. We are also uh, sponsored by DraftKings. 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 Right now, week two, of the NFL season. 
Big plays, even bigger wins with DraftKings Sportsbook. Here's what you do. New customers, you sign up with the code HAM. You bet $5 on any football game and get $200 in free bets instantly. That's right. You bet 5 bucks on any football game. You get $200 in free bets right away. Guy, you know what's really simple? Like it doesn't get any more simple. This Sunday, bet on any NFL team to win. If your team by, team leads by 10 points, think about some of the teams last week. The Titans, winner, even though they lost. The mm-hmm. 49ers, winner, even though they lost. Mm-hmm. All they ever have to do throughout the game is lead by 10 points, and you get paid instantly. How do you beat that? You do not need the team to cover. You do not even need the team to win. If they just lead by 10 points, boom, bang, money for you. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code HAM and get $200 in free bets instantly when you place a $5 bet on any football game. That's code HAM only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the National Football League. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Chance on the stream asks, is Juszczyk listening by the pool again today? (laughs) I had several people DM me a video, and they said, is that your voice? And I was like, well, I don't even know what this is. It was a story. Let's just say there is a top 100 player who may listen to the podcast while working out in the pool. I'm not going to say Would you consider him Mr. Irrelevant in the top 100? Because he was number 100? Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I guess so. I hadn't thought about it like that. You know what's funny is I I, uh, DM'd him. Top 100, they start with number 100, you know. Yeah, true. So like Mr. Relevant, who's like, everyone has checked out. <laughs> yeah, good, good point. Uh, I, you know what's crazy? And it was clearly your voice. I was so confused. Not when people forwarded it to me, but when you forwarded it to me. And because I texted them like, damn, watching the Fresno State game. And I don't know why, because clearly a couple days later, but because it was you saying Hainer. So I just assumed. Yeah. But I didn't realize it was you. I just heard Hainer. I'm like, damn, cool. He's watching the Fresno State game on an outdoor pool like a couple days later. Don't blame him. Good game. He's just, you know, a loyal listener. Yeah, he came on last year, said promo code Ham. You know, people always come up to you and tell you they listen. But um, anyway, shout out to Mozzarella. Big supporters of the fullback community. Yeah, we are. You know, I watched uh, Josh Allen's debut start and Patrick Mahomes' first week one start. And both times, was it Dable? Would it was Dable there that long in Buffalo? Uh, yeah, Josh's rookie year, and uh, uh, obviously Andy Reid. Both debuts scheme the scheme the fullback wide open for the quarterback. Both debuts, but both teams had fullbacks. Bills win that game. Bills did not. Bills got their ass kicked by the Chargers, who had just lost the week before to the Chiefs. So Rivers actually played Mahomes week one and Josh Allen week two in 2018. Pretty cool. Didn't the Chiefs score like 60? Didn't they destroy the Chargers? Destroy? Uh, well, yeah. I mean, they were up. It was one of those classic Charger games where it's like four minutes left, down two two touchdowns and two two-point conversions away. Phillip Rivers is slinging it all over the place. You know, it was a nice walk down memory lane. Wasn't that at uh, the Office Depot Center? Um, I thought it was a Chiefs home game, but I might be wrong about that. I was just fast, fast forward and through. Maybe I, it was. I, the game was in San Diego. I'm pretty sure it was Office Depot Center. Okay. It would have been the last year in uh, San Diego. San Diego. It's uh-huh. kind of sad that San Diego doesn't get any more NFL games. I know. It is sad deal. Uh, question on the stream: Did you guys see the Trey, Trey Lance making it rain on some strippers? Brian, that was. Uh, then Brian says, "Do you think Trey had some Tito's while making it rain?" We did see the video. Rain, I make it rain. I make it rain on them hoes. I make uh, it rain. I make it rain. For those of you who haven't seen it yet, it was like looks like house party. 
Yeah. Strippers. A lot of people there. And uh, money flying all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. When it I mean, was I, hard to say. We're in the early stages of the internet sleuthing on that video, I guess. Yeah, we got a lot of information to come out. I, I think it is fair to say, having been to my fair share of uh, stripper uh, interactions, cu- only a couple at a home. That is a lot. And I've, that's a lot of money. So I, I think it's fair to say that's not North Dakota State. When he was at North Dakota State, remember, too, NILs were not flowing. I, I, I think yeah. it's fair to say that was NFL time. My, right. my number one take is how little I give a shit. Uh, I saw on Twitter some people comparing Jimmy porn star this. Mm-hmm. I think they are dramatically different taking a porn star out and being at a party with strippers. Uh, because yeah. of the public element or because you shouldn't have to take the porn star to dinner? I just think taking a porn star, specifically that one, like let's, I, if she had been some dime, he would have got some credit. She by no means is a dime. She literally has a daughter that's also Point. in porn. I think we also kind of weirdly judge Jimmy, which universally agreed upon. Moms, daughters, wives, girlfriends, men. Jimmy is a beautiful man you know one if he doesn't need to take a porn star out but if he did he should have the hottest porn star that is by no means that to me the trey thing is like yeah young guys guys in general like have parties with strippers a lot of cash there i mean that's a good if you're a stripper you want to get involved with nfl guys money flows you know it's one it's another reminder that um you learn from your own situations not other people's situations and uh, I, I think the lesson there is, is was there nobody around Trey Lance that just uh, says, hey, guys, we're not here. No one here is filming Trey Lance. OK, no one here gets to film Trey Lance. Put your cameras. Is it, That's Trey Lance. I guess my pushback on that, like, obviously, you would not want to be filmed. There should be a. I was going to say get back guy, but just someone. Definitely there a get back guy. Yeah, 100 yeah. percent a get back guy. Did it did get filmed? Like, does does it matter? one iota like does anyone no. have an opinion well, matters, like, this is not allowed like, there's a million things in life that really don't matter but it's one of these like death by a thousand cuts it's just another inconvenience that he's got to look at that on his phone today and text somebody like yeah sorry mom whatever it's just one thing that he has to deal with in a very small way that's you know i don't want to I, I don't even want to go so far as to call it a distraction i'm not even sure it's that but it's not a nothing thing it's not about addressing it with the media or the fans or whatever but it's just ideally you could just focus on football and you are protected from even having to have september 15th 2022 when that thing hits the internet that's all you know yeah, I mean? I mean, like there's there's a difference between real problems and like not a problem and it's nobody would choose to have that out there right no one would choose to have that out there yes just Except that's, Pac-Man. that's my basic thing yeah well i shouldn't say nobody you're right some people would choose to have it out there um but, you know, I think it would have helped the cause if like McGlinchey or someone like one of those guys expect, like, oh, damn, uh, you know, uh, Robbie Gold, you know, it would it would have eased the tension. Yeah. But it's like one. If you, is he is he going rogue? Where are his teammates? Oh, good question. And, and, John. and two, Why were none of his teammates there with him. I, I really think those chicks cleaned up. You see how much how many ones were on the ground? Holy cannoli. Assuming there were ones, right? Yeah, assuming it might have been fives, tens, and maybe a twenties in there. Yeah, how about could have been a bachelor? Could have been a bachelor party. Yeah, it was a big party. The funny thing to me about the the video too is like there's strippers, and then there's just other people having a conversation three feet away, which I guess is you know, 
I've been watching Sopranos. Happens at a strip club. Yeah, it ha- it's just <laughs> in a home. It's a little different than at a strip club. There's just yeah strippers going on right there, and somebody else just having a conversation about his work week right over there. Could have been like some undercover club. You know, I I'm not a big club guy, but if you told me that actually is a club or on the side this and that size this, like yeah, could have never know. It looked like a house, but you're right, maybe it wasn't. But I'm saying the house, like it's like a club that's right, built right. like a you know something like that. Yeah, yeah, it's like a COVID club. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> COVID still a thing or? Well, I mean, maybe somewhere along the way somebody had to make a club out of their house and they just kept it rolling. You know, true. Yeah, Some club owner. That, was that's like, what shut I, me down. I, but you it, can come over felt, to 816 Pine Ave. Feels old. It does feel old. I don't know why. It just doesn't feel new. Yeah. It, it, yeah. The bottom bit. Who knows? I mean, I don't know why I think that. It just, that was my first. No, reaction. that's, you're just using context clues and trying to see is that, is that like a glow in the dark poster on the wall? Um, so if he would have had that stupid outfit that he wore uh, to the game, <laughs> then it would have been clear. The bucket hat? You're not like, down with Listen, I, I, I think we all have different tastes and, I'm 37, he's 22, but like Russell was dumb, not because like the suit didn't fit well. And like, it was like, what's he trying to do with a bow tie? Right. It wasn't because like the suit was it's like, what was Trey? I, what the fuck I, is that? I'll give you a theory that I think sometimes what happens is you get this, you get money. People, other people who have money help you understand how to use your money. And I think personal shoppers come into play a lot, like stylists. And no stylist has ever gotten famous for like putting a guy in a navy two piece, you know, like stylist. Yeah, like, hey, here's a Nike polo and a pullover. Yeah, like here's some jeans and, you know, a blue blazer. So the stylist wants to show, like, you know, I'm going to, you're going to stand out here. It's going to help your, you can get some endorsements or whatever because you're going to get a lot of attention. Work for Cam Newton, got a lot of attention. You know, whoever Cam's hat guy was probably made a lot of money because I'm just saying, like, my guess is he, I don't think he went to Nordstrom's and picked that out. I bet he has a stylist or a personal totally shopper. I, I, and they I'm just, in hey, hey Trey. You. And he's like, cool, whatever. You know, you're in that world. I, I'm in agreement. I, I would, if I was recommending to Trey, I would fire that and try to move on and find someone else. I also think for as much fun as I we would just wear Cam with the hats. Man. Just hoodies. I, I felt like Cam's outfits pulled them off a little bit better than whatever Trey attempted to. Yeah, that one. You know, he's still Johnny's young. He's finding his style. I, I don't think you really find your style until at least you're, you know, for most people. Like I, I sound like a first. really old guy, but whenever I see Trey's style, I'm like, I, 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 I follow a lot of like younger athletes on social yeah. media. It feels yeah. like his style is the worst. <laughs> he's just got bad style. I just got bad style. For, I don't think again. He, he may not have his style yet. He may not. We may not know what his style is. You know, well, ease into it. Just wear some normal clothes then and ease into it. Uh, Trey not going for that Travis Matthew sponsorship, says Austin on the chat. Yeah, maybe he's swerving, you know, zigging when Jimmy zags, he zigs. I know once everyone established, like, you don't have to wear a suit for these road trips, like, suit up, road trip. You know, when these teams are coming off planes, you just, why wouldn't you just wear sweats? What are you wearing the suit for? For the plane ride? You could save $5,000 a trip, you know? Whatever I suits. If it was cold, I'd have a uh, Travis Matthews hoodie and a pair of jeans and Nikes. Last thing in a million. Not it would just be zero, team issue. Team issue. Like zero, the stuff that's in my zero lock. point. And put on a suit after you're sweaty. Ugh. So, yeah. Uh, the best thing Trey Lance can do, of course, is win football game. What you see something you like? No. Trey Lance making it rain, and his first two starts are in the rain. Says keeping the faith. Somebody on the chat says it's supposed to rain this week. 
supposed to rain this week. Somebody in the chat said it's supposed to rain in Denver in two weeks. This could get off to a, is this the football gods like coming after Kyle and Trey? I don't Making know. Making it rain what, on them, but yeah. Yeah, for what? For how they treated Jimmy? Jimmy had a sound. I don't exactly know why, but something's up. Maybe it's three straight rain games, guy. Yeah, in September, that's that's unheard of. I'd argue if it if it happens to rain at Levi's on Sunday, that would be fucking pretty nuts. I mean, clearly the meteorologists who always claim like, "Hey, you know, we miss a lot too." Uh, If they are correct and it rains, like that's pretty bizarre. How many rain games have there been at Levi's? Remember last year there was one, and it was it was weird. You're not used to it. There's also a difference between we had, we got the uh, the atmospheric river last year. Remember, there's a difference between what happened in Chicago and like what typically is a Bay Area eight minutes of drizzle. You know, yeah, there's a big difference. Consistently raining all game from one o'clock to four. If it's a legit rain game, um, all right. So Niners Seahawks Niners lost both games last year. Niners lost both games by seven points each last year. Special teams was a major problem. Niners have played the Seahawks. Six times in the last three years, obviously. Debo Samuel's only played in half of those games. Um, so that means that Debo Samuel has uh, uh, has really been you know, a coin flip when it comes to Seahawks games. And I think one thing is clear, not to go back to Debo's offseason, but this team would be in major trouble without him. Um, if they're a playoff team, then Debo is going to be an MVP-level player again. I think that much is clear. He's been really good in his Seahawks games, over 100 yards receiving in all those games. and. I this game obviously Trey is a big part of it, but to me, the way Geno played the other day, this is not going to be the kind of game where you have to show off your arm strength. I don't think for Trey, right? It's not going to be about scoring forty points. It's going to be about limiting mistakes. This game to me is two two the two D's Debo Samuel and the and the defensive line, uh, DK and Tyler Lockett, Marquise Goodwin. They want to target Hufunga like the Bears did in the second half. Fine, but the D line can make it much more difficult for Geno Smith than. Than um than his stat line made it look the other night. Well, one thing that on Monday night, I've always been a believer in this guy, so I, I get a little joy in watching him bust off some runs. You know, like you, we talked about it. Everyone was talking about while well, Denver couldn't tackle a soul. Like that's not going to be the Niners' issue with tackling Penny. Like if they are around him, he's going to the ground. Now he might break a tackle or two throughout the game, but it ain't going to look run after run. It looked like he was at San Diego State again. So what is Pete going to want to do? Slow down the game, run the ball, and then take deep shots off that? It it should be, in theory, and in reality, much more difficult to run the ball for Seattle against this team. And if they can't run the ball, then they become pretty one-dimensional. Where, on the flip side, the 49ers should be able to figure out how to run the ball, which derailed the game on Sunday in a monsoon, right? Their running game was, which you would say historically – with Kyle, when they've been good, when the run game goes, that's when they are vulnerable. So it's not that's not a knock on Trey or even Jimmy. Like the offense has been predicated because they don't have Mahomes and they don't have Josh Allen, they don't have Herbert. They do consistently have to run the ball at a pretty high clip and be effective when their head coach, who is a run game first guy, is calling these runs. And I would say that's back to your take on Debo, like. I, I wouldn't be shocked to see him keep getting the rock, right? You're saying even on run on run plays. 
while watching Kyle talk about these young running backs, which we've been hammering, like what, why isn't Ty Davis price playing? Well, as Kyle said, like it's more than just running the ball between the tackles for him. Does he know where to line up? And my take always is as a personnel guy, well, tell him where to line up. Have Kyle tell him where to line up. Like he is really talented. Give give him five plays. Kyle used yeah. or Kyle, yeah, Kyle used yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the entire playbook is too much for him. Understandable. It was too much for Jimmy at first. It was too much for Matt Ryan. Like it's complicated. But this guy's really talented, and your drop off at running back is pretty high. So why did Mason dress over Ty Davis Price? Well, where'd Mason go to school? Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech's basically Stanford, fucking Northwestern. He's probably pretty smart. But like, and special teams, Kyle said. Well, I understand that if the guy's going to be a third running back, but you're going to need a number one running back. And, and the one thing Kyle kept talking about when they asked him about Jeff Wilson was like, he knows everything. He's very reliable. And it's, this is where personnel people and coaches butt heads. Like, yeah, I, I'm sure Jeff Wilson is a great guy, good teammate, knows the playbook like the back of his hand. He's not as good. Like, it's just, and that's that's the balance in the sport of football, like the difference of being able to rely on someone and having him know and then him being able to make plays. Like, ultimately with Jamal Adams, it feels like Jamal Adams pretty good football guy. Like, he understands where to line up. He just has fundamental flaws, right? Can't cover, can't catch. So I bet Pete, like, I love Jamal's mindset. I love being able to use him. But, like, there's just some basic, like, well, football game just becomes football. And then Jamal's back there against said tight end or running back, and he looks lost. You know, so it's like Jeff Wilson, everything beside once the ball is snapped, I bet the fucking any coach would love him. Andy, Belichick. But eventually, like, you got to hit the hole. And maybe that was just because of the game, and maybe it'll shut me up. But if it's another game where it's like, God, this he's just not hitting it fast enough, guy. That's a problem for this team that all we've said is like, they're going to be like last year's Patriots on steroids. Run the ball down your throat, play D, and hit some bombs. Well, you can't do that if you can't just run basic plays, right, with your running back gashing them. It's that Elijah Mitchell, man. I mean, we've talked about it all week. Sneaky, massive loss. Yeah, well, you don't want Debo and Trey to be your two leading rushers. You definitely don't want Trey to be one of your leading ball carriers, and that's what he was the other day, right? 13 carries. And part of it is the, the hits that he takes. Part of it is... I still don't think he looks that comfortable in anything other than short yardage. And so he's taking big hits, but I do think he's just, he feels extra susceptible when he's running the ball. Cause I, he doesn't, he just is not comfortable yet either getting down or deciding to run out. Or I think sometimes he's searching for a 12 yard gain where there's only four, whatever it is. Like I went and watched Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes, first starts. I mean, Mahomes first opener, not the week 17 game, but the opener against the chargers and Josh Allen's week two charger game. And both the, and they were different games. Like Mahomes, um, Andy Reid got him a bunch of wide open throws, and Mahomes hit him. And Mahomes was Tyreek Hill was unfreaking believable that day. Tyreek was incredible, incredible. Josh Allen was all over the place. He was just fucking his like a, and his team's not as nearly and his as team's good not as good. Team. Yeah. Um, but one thing that did stand out with both, especially like Josh when he ran, was just he was just he knew what he was doing. I'm just running, and. Um, you know, that continued week one against Chicago, and we saw some signs of it last year with Trey. Now, again, Trey hasn't played a lot of football. I think the the footing that he had in Chicago, the poor footing, the wet field might have contributed to him not looking very decisive. Again, in anything other than the design short game, I thought he looked decisive. But when it came time to try and pick up eight yards just because nothing was going on, it, it was just 
It's just not as smooth, which is fine. I just 13 yard, 13 carries for Trey Lance. He doesn't avoid the hits. He doesn't avoid the hits, and you just cannot have him be, you know, your second best running back. You think you judge him more harshly, and just people in general do? I mean, Mart's crushed him. He's like he's. I guess he's a runner, but he's pretty terrible at it because we've seen so many running quarterbacks over the last several years. Like it's so clear. Like it's hard to watch a game. I think it's because we watched him break up. We watched his college tape, and he had some big runs. How about the one in practice? Remember, like mid-training camp when he took it 80? doesn't count. <laughs> it's almost like they can't tackle you in practice. Yeah. I, I think part of the problem, Guy, is I think there's just an unknown of what this guy does really well right now that people just don't know. At first, like Jalen Hurts. I remember when he was coming out, I'm like, listen, I do not see it as a quarterback. I think you should move him to running back. Now, he has become a much better quarterback than I ever thought, but I watched the Lions – uh, Eagle game, and when I say watch, like I was doing other stuff and had him in the background of my iPad, he is an elite runner. And think about it. Where was he a good runner? At Alabama? At Oklahoma? And what did he do immediately well when he got to the Eagles? Run. He's just very natural. You know, just... And he is he is closer to Trey. Like, Lamar and Kyler have nothing in common with Trey, right? They are like 4-2 guys. They are... They're, they're Marquise Goodwin. But they play quarterback. And then there's Josh Allen, which I'd argue doesn't really have much in common with Trey because he's fucking stiff-arming people like he's Julio Jones or Derrick Henry. Like he, When he runs, he goes, I am bigger than every single person beside the D-lineman, and I'm going to make you pay. So he's even in his different category. Jalen is not running over anybody, and he's not actually – he's not a 4-4 four, four guy. Maybe he could run that if he trained, but like when you watch him run, he doesn't look like he's running that fast, but his play speed is pretty good. But his innate natural skills, and you even said like, I think it was before we hopped on, it's kind of a natural, you just take off. It's like just a natural element of, of, of football. Like you get it when you're in junior high and you just like playing touch football. There are some guys that are just good with the ball in their hands. So typically, once they get to high school football, like that's your running back, right? And that's your wide receiver because it's like they're pretty just skilled. And only a small percentage of people have it. And I watched Trey's press conference on Wednesday and they asked him what the biggest difference is of the NFL and his college. And he's like, obviously, guys are a lot bigger, faster, stronger. Basically saying, like, this is a huge separating element of the athlete I went to now. Like Jalen would say, well, yeah, I was at Alabama every day in practice for three years. I went up against, he would just start listing off guys. They're all starting all over the league, right? Have you seen that thing going like people keep tweeting, Bama had the number, most starters and Bama has the most money in the league. It's like, of course. And then he goes to Oklahoma and he probably played consistently less NFL guys on a weekly basis, but he had trained and probably got to hone his skill. And you just wonder with Trey, like this goes back to what we talked about a couple days ago about Kyle saying it's been, uh, it was what Joe Davis said on the broadcast, like the transition, it it was his lack of experience. I I think that translates into just basic things of like, he didn't really just get to hammer home his confidence as a runner. Like the one like Kaepernick, for example, when Kaepernick came to the Niners as a runner, he had fucking mastered running the football with the little general, right? You and I had saw him I, when I was at Fresno State. He, he, I think Kaepernick had multiple games. Both games were over 100 yards against us. Well, Every he was single a game, rusher. 
Yeah, but like what his game in college was really predicated on running the ball. Like he came raw passer, but elite runner. It's like Trey's kind of this ball of clay on both ends. Yeah, yeah. Which which, which is kind of crazy, wouldn't you say? Because most guys typically like running is the easiest part. Sure. Michael Vick was like, I had to learn. Steve Young, I had to learn how to throw. Running was no problem. Right. So Trey can't even just separate. Even Russell Wilson early on like could run around. Deshaun Watson run around. Which is a little, which is some of these guys that are shitting on him. Like he doesn't really hang his hat on one thing. Like right now, I at any moment, even though it, we it might not be what we need. I'll just run for hundred yards. Feels like it'd be hard for him to run for hundred yards. Yeah, I don't think that's what. But which ultimately is not going to make or break him, right? Like in terms of his career, it's going to be about his ability to throw the ball. He is mobile enough that if he can throw the football efficiently, that he's going to create plays with his legs, create other throws, pick up seven yards when there's nothing there. Like that's not. I don't worry about it so much as it's just an observation that that's one thing that I think we can. Maybe he gets better at it, but it's 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 very apparent when you watch that it's it's kind of something he's not very comfortable with. But ultimately, whether he was comfortable with it or not, I don't want him carrying the ball 13 times. Like, that's the point. Whether he's comfortable running the ball or not, 13 carries, which is what he had the other day. It's not he had this. What did that over was the 16 carry game? That's just not. Ideal because well, he, think about this. Yeah, if you're a non, if, that is what I'm going to do, and that's why Jimmy Garoppolo is sitting over there. Yeah, I wonder if they're just going to like this is what he can do right now, effectively. Yeah. That's what they did with RG three, right? Yeah, because he, I I can't have him throw it 50 times a game. 50 would be high, but you know what I mean. 38, right? right. Which is shouldn't have to this, this week though. Shouldn't right. have to. I mean, they're a massive favorite for a reason. Also, short week, team coming off in a huge emotional high. Niners coming off a loss. Like, it's all there for the Niners to come out strong. But it all gets back, like, defensively, Fred Warner, Nick Bosa, check Debo, like, Trent, like, no worries. Like, this guy, just, well, is he going to, like, when the ball's there to hit? Like, can he make the throw? Yeah. It's like, well, Middlecoff, he led the league in explosive throws last week. Yeah, guys. I mean, we all watched it. I Ten fucking points. Like, come on. Let's just let's have a normal conversation. We're not shitting on the guy. We're not anointing the guy, but we could have a normal conversation of they scored 10 points. The whole the other team scored 19. So it's not like they lost 40 to 10. They lost they scored should have been 20 points. What? Bears missed two extra points. Should have been 21. Good call. Should have been an 11 point loss. The Bears covered the Niners line. And they had the high tower screw up, which might have been three. Um, look, there are games they will play, like when they patted play the, the grass. It's like, brother. Oh yeah, yeah, the, the, high, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the 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 soil is soaked, man. It's the earth, fellas. I don't think you're gonna get it all. Um, the Rams week week four. Okay, the Chiefs week seven. The Rams week eight. The Chargers week ten. Sneaky Thursday night football. Niners play both of them. Like those are games where your really good roster is gonna have to play really well. And Trey Lance is going to have to play really well. The Seahawks game, to me, is more just a straight-up roster game. Your roster, take the quarterbacks out. Your roster is just better than their roster. So your defensive line, a Mooney Ward, right? Nick Bosa, uh, Ayuk and, and Debo. Like, your roster, although they have the two receivers, but your roster should just beat their roster. Your defensive line, they've got rookie tackles. Two. Each tackle is a rookie. 
Like your team should just beat that team just on roster as long as your quarterback makes no mistakes. But most games aren't like that, right? Most a lot of games are your quarterback has to the other quarterback's going to be really good and your quarterback's got to be good. Big facts, big, big facts. So, yeah, I just um, I I think for all the pressure on him, and we'll talk about the pressure. This game actually doesn't require him to do anything crazy. But it does require Debo Samuel to be Debo Samuel. Brandon Ayuk, who was the whole offseason, was about, not the whole offseason, but the preseason was all about Brandon Ayuk's about to be a star. Offseason two, remember? We were going to practice. It was kicking ass. Yeah, yeah. and that's partly Trey, and that, but that's a lot of Kyle. And that's just, I mean, that's. Can, instead penalty, of giving three penalties, can, we give, not, can we give the guy seven? Yeah, 12 penalties. Can't do that, right? Roster was better than yep. Chicago's. Yeah, it was a bad loss. Horrendous loss. That was everybody. That wasn't – I didn't walk away from that game going, Trey Lance cost them that game. It was the second worst loss of the week when you factor in Dallas lost their starting quarterback. Dallas lost not worse. Not I well. would say it is when you factor in the Dak shattered his finger. Oh, yeah, yeah. But, but I'm saying, like, the shame of the loss – no, they Dallas. were. Dallas was an underdog in the game, and I don't. I think Dallas. Is, yeah, there you go. Yeah, you, I'm only factoring a deck. If you Parental remove deck, not that crazy. A lot of people taking Tampa. There wasn't a soul. Even Bears fans were not feeling good, and they won. Awful lot, embarrassing. Loss. Well, the Bears fans that were commenting around. on our YouTube page were very confident going into the game. One of them said, "Like I'll be back," and I was like, "I hope you are." In the comments, <laughs> you're welcome back anytime. Not in the live chat, but in the. I don't know where that person went, but I'm sure they came back and I haven't looked. So, John, before we go any further, let's tell the people about our friends at Butcher Box. Butcherbox.com slash ham. Promo code ham. Hit them with both. Butcherbox.com slash ham. Then you enter the promo code ham at checkout. And what do you get? You get to avoid the problem. Middlecoff ran into it at the grocery store the other day. You get free chicken for a year, two pounds of free range organic chicken breast for free in every order when you sign up at butcherbox.com slash ham and use the code ham yep gotta get just what you want delivered right to your doorstep free shipping for con- uh continental us and no surprise fees enjoy a range of high quality cuts you get to go to butcher box you and i have had steak we've had ribs we've had burger meat they got it all and you go there you can pick you can put it together uh, like I said, delivered your house, no uh, free shipping, so no random fees, recipe inspirations, love a good recipe, exclusive member deals so you can save big on your favorite cuts, guy, your favorite cuts. I, I love ButcherBox, still eating ButcherBox. Hell, I-, I got home, hadn't been here in about a month, uh, walk in, no food, but I had some ButcherBox in the freezer, Woo! made a chicken last night, dipped in barbecue go. sauce, was fantastic. There you go. Like John said, free shipping to the continental U.S., no surprise fees, get what you want, delivered directly to doorstep. Plus, you can order the grass-fed beef, the free organic, uh, free-range organic chicken, the pork-raised crate-free and wild-caught salmon, uh, high-quality meat and seafood you can trust. Take chicken breast off your grocery list. ButcherBox right now offering our listeners a deal they've never offered before, free chicken for a year, Two pounds of free-range organic chicken breast for free. And every order, when you sign up at ButcherBox.com slash ham, that's ButcherBox.com slash ham and code ham and code ham, ButcherBox.com slash ham. ButcherBox.com slash ham helps you make good decisions. Last night, I was thinking about ordering out, and then I reached into the freezer, grabbed some ground beef, and all of a sudden, it was homemade taco night. 
With ButcherBox, you don't have to worry about what's for dinner. ButcherBox is offering all of you your choice of weeknight meal essentials. You get peace of mind with ButcherBox because it's high-quality meat and seafood you can trust. You get the ultimate convenience because it's delivered right to your door with free shipping, as always, and you get the ultimate customization. Your customization might be, I don't know what to do. Send me the good stuff. And they send you the good stuff, curated. Right now, go to butcherbox.com slash ham and use the code ham, and you'll get either three pounds of chicken thighs, two pounds of ground beef, or one pound of premium steak tips for free in every order for a year. Plus $20 off your first order. Sign up at butcherbox.com slash ham and use the code ham to choose your free offer and get $20 off. I'm going to give you the same advice I gave my buddy who just called me recently because he was getting a vasectomy. He just came from the doctor. They said they told me I got to shave. I said, gotta get to more like it. And I sent him the lawnmower 5.0 from Manscaped. It's going to be the MVP for him and for you this March. Go to manscaped.com and use the code HAM to get 20% off and free shipping. Get the Performance Package 5.0 Ultra, and you'll be the Cinderella story of March. The Lawnmower 5.0 is strong until the last stroke with a battery that lasts the entire tournament, a waterproof design, and interchangeable skin safe blade heads that guarantee smooth ball handling every time. To top it off, the performance package throws in two free gifts, Boxers 2.0 and the new toiletry bag. So get 20% off and free shipping with the code HAM at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping. Manscaped.com, code HAM. When things get hairy, make sure to call on Manscaped in clutch time. Get on the Prize Picks app, just like me, and use the code HAM50 for a first deposit match of up to $100. Football season's over but hoop season is getting hot, tournament season, or the fight for playoff home court. There's no shortage of high-stakes basketball moments this time of year. So get in on the excitement with Prize Picks, America's number one fantasy sports app. And you can get it on baseball, too. I've got some season-long more or less picks on multiple stat projections on home runs. Uh, not off, Not feeling great about Shohei less than 38 and a half right now, but... I put that one in the app just because I wanted something to root against with the Dodgers. Prize Picks offers injury insurance so that your entries stay live even if one of your players get injured. So hoops, somebody leaves in the first half, no problem. Injury insurance. And on Prize Picks, you can win up to 100x your money with as little as four correct picks. I love it. It's download the app today. Use code HAM50 for the first deposit match of up to $100. Can I tell you about my friends? Very, very good friends. And mainly because I've been using this app for a long time. Game time. They are the best ticket app I've ever used. You shouldn't have to worry when you buy tickets to your next big event. You want to go to a concert? You want to go watch Steph Curry and Clay Thompson and Draymond make a little playoff run? Well, that's where you use game time. You just download the app on your smartphone and you can search any event. Concerts, comedy shows, games, pro and college. Search by price point or search by where you want to sit at the venue. It gives you sightline on the app. And uh, it's really easy. Buying tickets in seconds with like two taps. I cannot recommend it enough. And here's what we're doing for you. When you use the promo code HAM, H-A-M, you save $20 off at checkout. That's promo code HAM at checkout and save $20 to any event. Download the GameTime app now. Sean Payton 
who he's on Fox. What is he? Is he on like a pregame show? They said, Fox uh, yeah, he's on the, he's on the Fox pregame okay. show. I uh, didn't get to the pregames last week. Uh, me neither. But, I don't uh, do pregame shows though. I normally, yeah, normally don't, but a- Amazon actually is the only pregame show I'll do. I'll do college football. NFL wise. Yeah. Even do you, before we dive into Sean Payton, do you believe that college game day is even remotely close to as good as it once was? Because I, I watch a product that was once a 10 that now feels like a four. I haven't watched it this year. I haven't watched that much last year, so I can't. I know it's they had like very high ratings the first two weeks, but I'm what not pregame sure. What pregame show do you watch? Uh, well, I didn't actually watch a pregame show this last week. I think I flipped on the big noon pregame Texas. Yeah, yeah. Um, I flipped that one on for a few minutes, but I... I like big noon kickoff. I just can't. I just it's hard for me to look at Urban. But, yeah, uh, um, but I, what what is what is it? What's the problem with um, the ESPN? Well, program? I mean, they have a guy that I mean is not in great health in Lee Corso. So Was he on the set again? Yes. Yeah, but they he, he was last for, week. They take him off for segments, right? They move him in and out. I mean, I I just Desmond Howard doesn't do it for me. Uh, I understand getting Pat, like in theory, trying to get a big star, a little bit like Monday Night Football. Well, it's just, you know, part of Pat is like Pat's the show. When you're in a panel like that, it's not it's quite as powerful. Again, you're talking about a guy. I, I watched five minutes because the previous week, I'm like, I, I was out on the show last year when when they keep, like, I, I think the show's kind of done, I guess is my, t- from, from my perspective, clearly if ratings are up. Well, it wouldn't surprise me. I haven't, I'll try and watch it this week. It wouldn't surprise me if they, I tend to find the good stuff, like if you watch it early in the morning and you get like a, uh, Rinaldi, you know, piece about some kid that's overcome cancer or something like that. Like, I love that that stuff that because it's Wojciechowski. Yeah. Well, Renardi's on Fox now, but what? So Gene Wojciechowski does some of that stuff. And Fox Rinaldi stole him. Fox. Yeah. I love that stuff about game day. Like, when you get, this I do too. Of like, some running back from Indiana that you would never otherwise like read a story about and they get some. Good I'm games. not counting that stuff because now no, no, they I all ripped each other. I'm counting the studio part where they're like talking the games. Like, well, then they go to like, they'll go like to a side set and then they hired like a Peloton instructor to, I don't, I don't know if she was involved in it, but I assume she's doing like fan interaction stuff. I haven't watched, so I, I this is, I'm not, I, it wouldn't surprise me if it's more, is it more like the ABC coverage of the draft than the ESPN coverage of the draft? Or it's less, yeah, it, feel, it feels like it's headed preview? that way. Yes. Yeah. Okay. That would not surprise me. I don't know, but I'll watch. I haven't, I haven't. The Jack Harlow was did Kirk feel, uh, did, did Kirk feel, uh, prepared? I, yeah, I mean, it's just, I, I, when I watch Kirk, I go, Hey, it's like, if you get in on Facebook early, and you write it, and you make five hundred million, Kirk. You hit the fucking gold mine. If I were you, I'd get off this. I yeah. would be like Fowler got off it. I would get off it. Hell, if they allow you to still do the night game and do the NFL game, I would get off this thing. I wonder if Kirk loves the idea of the NFL, but also doesn't want to go all in if it doesn't work, and then he can't get back to college, even though he'd be able to get back to college. Part of the problem, like, doesn't want Thursday, Saturday, forever. To me, had. one issue with Pat is like Pat ain't a corporate guy. Pat's just let him cook, you know, let him just do whatever he wants. Like that's what Pat McAfee's show is. So you put him on that, like he is limited on what he can. Like it's a Disney production. Pat McAfee is not a Disney production. But Pat kind of got one of the things he he was on ESPN doing college football games. Remember wearing like jorts? Yeah, remember that? It'd be him and Hasselbeck. I'm not saying that he can't. Like he's, he's yes. But I enjoy. I remember enjoying those broadcasts. I think it was him, Hasselbeck, and Amin. I think, and they were good because him and Hasselbeck would go back and forth. Like I enjoyed it. You know what I mean? Like 
the stuff that makes him exciting, if he just talks football, I bet can be good. I think they gave I him a lot of football. Like that's what I want to watch them talk about. I think they gave him a lot of money and it was just so much. It was like a kind of a, it, it, it felt from an outsider, a little livish like this Pat really need this. He's got WWE he's killing it. He's making hundreds of millions of dollars. Do they just offer him like, Hey, we'll give you $20 million for the season. Oh, I don't know. I'm just pulling yeah. numbers out of my ass. Yeah. Cause it makes no sense if you're Pat McAfee to do this, unless the number is super, super high. You know, I mean, Pat's of us. Pat is still of the age of people that grew up watching ESPN. Maybe it has some. Maybe it means something to him. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. I guess went to West Virginia, so he's yeah. I mean, he's definitely broken away from legacy media. As you know, he he's he's in the category of people that understand you don't have to be on ESPN to become rich, famous, successful. Well, ESPN right? does not have an entity. I would say that they need him more than he needs them. Right? Yeah, that, that's my point. Yeah. Yeah, I'll watch. I I've not watched yet um this year, but I like when they do picks. But again, I I, I got to feel like everyone's engaged on the picks and Kirk yeah, the, is probably the one who's who I feel like is probably prepared for the picks. And to me, the guy that the wild card and the picks which made it so special, uh I don't know. I mean, I honestly I haven't watched that much cuz I find it terrible is that Corso it was a pretty big part of the picks historically which made the show great, and now he's just – it's no fault of his own. It's just age and diseases and, you know, time. life. Yeah. Natural yeah. The natural progression of time, I know. I, I find myself – it can – you hope – when I watch, sometimes I find myself just in a very human way, hoping nothing like, – I, I, I guess that's part of my – I find it uncomfortable. Yeah. And it shouldn't be an uncomfortable view. And it's not about trying to force somebody. It's just – it's it can be – I just hope he's not like, is he going to say what he wants to say here? You know, struggles. To you, sometimes you can see Kirk kind of waiting, helping, but whatever. Uh, Sean Payton. This is what he said to, uh, this was Monday. Yeah, it would have been because he talks about the Monday night game. I think there's seven or eight teams that, we're going to see, not because of injury, we're going to see more than one quarterback play. I think, and, and I believe this, don't kid yourself, I think at some point we're going to see Garoppolo back in that lineup. So here's the pickle if you're John and if you're Kyle. You drafted this kid so high. Three first-round picks. Right. And, man, it's hard to sell to the, the guy upstairs writing the check <laughs> that, well, we're... And, and so our, our little binky, our blanket is Garoppolo. Yeah. Right, and but we're 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 going to start this guy. We, we're committed to starting him, but at some point, if we're not having the the rest of the roster is sitting there, oh, ready to win, ready to win, and uh, that was a tough one yesterday, though, for any quarterback. Sean looks like he's ready to go fly fishing. <laughs> he's wearing that old guy brand, old rich guy brand. What'd, What'd you think? Fish? Well. Coming into the season, <clears throat> and it, it's going to snowball game to game, and after losses, the snowball is going to grow into avalanches like it has this week. The pressure on Trey Lance, we've talked about it, was so much more than the other four guys in his draft class. Well, I, I mean, the other quarterbacks, right? The other four guys that went in the top 15. The only guy who has, I would say, any remote pressure of being successful would be Mac, just given that he plays for Belichick and the Patriots. The other guys... If they if all the other three teams win five games, no one's going to care, right? Tre Trevor Lawrence. Now there is pressure on Trevor Lawrence to like look successful, like he has a chance. 
but actual wins and losses are irrelevant. And when you re-sign Jimmy Garoppolo, this conversation is not possible without Jimmy Garoppolo. So as we've talked about the widgets, th- these are human beings. And now knowing that you have him to go with, now the one area in which Sean is wrong, like Jed York is not Jerry Jones or fucking Jerry Buss or John Mara. It has nothing to do with the guy upstairs. Like Jed doesn't give a shit. I'm not saying that he doesn't want Trey Lance to be it, but if like they win, it's not, this is not Al Davis in 88. He's asking, not telling. Yes. Kyle is telling him to do now. Ultimately, if Jed wanted to go rogue and like fire him or whatever, but in the last thing Jed ever wants to do is have to hire another coach or general manager. So when I hear these conversations, like what if Kyle doesn't get it done? And Jed's going to hire who? No, like he wants to avoid that at all costs. He would give Kyle an extension right now. Now, from the outsider perspective, like the way we talk about it, the way fans talk about it, the way internally players talk about it, like, yeah, the elephant in the room is how much you gave up for him and where he was drafted. But in terms of the ownership, the ownerships are relevant, I think, on this whole conversation. But where it's not is all the other stuff. The team force-feeding Trey. You know, if Trey had been a third-round pick, would Jimmy be the starter right now? Yeah. I think it's fair to say yes. There'd be no rush to develop Trey Lance. You'd be like, yeah, we could just develop him. No one would notice if you developed him behind the scenes. Nobody would care. What if he had, instead of being the third pick, had been the 38th pick? Same. I don't think there'd be as much. There'd be no rush. Given what we've seen out of the player, right? That's what I mean. Even if he had played what he had, three and a half games, what we've seen. He would not have opened the season as the starting quarterback. Plus, he'd be cheaper, right? That's the other thing. Not that it really matters for this team, but he would be cheaper then. This is where I talked about, like, he's got to, like, have some moments of just some wow moments. Because, like you said, you watch Josh Allen and Mahomes. Josh Allen was going to a team that was terrible. They It didn't matter. Patrick was not. Patrick was going to a playoff team, locked and loaded. And wouldn't you say, and like you told me before we press record today, it's hard to watch a 2017 game and remove knowing what you know. Like, yeah, both these guys are combined uh, $700 million quarterbacks. And, uh, you know, when Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers calls it quits, lock one and two. <laughs> you know what I mean? And they, they are box office. Everyone rooting for them. They're enjoyable. People wish they played each other all the time nonstop. That's, it's, it's impossible to do that. But it is fair to say, like, you watched that Mahomes game. It was pretty clear, like, God damn, right? Yeah, I mean, a lot of that game was Andy creating, and Tyreek Hill was incredible. And it, it is... But they I, were throwing, correct? They were throwing, but they were not... It was not an, an overwhelming amount of downfield throws. I mean, they hit some open, some wide-open guys. And, um, you know, he took a couple of shots, but it was a lot of just... Uh, like, to me, it's less about wow and more about just having a high floor right now. Isn't that what we spent the whole offseason? Like, Trey Lance's job is just to have a high floor. Just don't be a roller coaster ride. You don't have to be 38 touchdowns or like become Josh Allen. But just but, I, be, but, but you can't you can't be 19 touchdowns, I think. No, but I, I think there's just a natural progression. You playing with the lead, you start winning games, and then there's a natural human thing that's called development where you just get a little more confident and a little more confident and a little more confident. And I think that's how you generally that's how you get there is not by trying 50-50 throws. It's by just hitting 70% throws, right? 
like was it the end of the half where they tried to get the now again it's raining it, last week i have a hard time with but where it's they try to get again, the ball though. to Debo. Well, I know, but last week was a, an absurd amount of rain. Where they tried to get the ball to Debo just to set up, you know, some last end of the half play, and he just didn't get the ball to Debo. He just threw it in an uncatchable place. So um I, I think that the theory coming in, let's remember what the theory coming into 2022 season was. Your roster is really good. Just be above that just be solid plus and then hit the plays that are there to hit and that'll be enough to keep jimmy garoppolo on the bench and keep everybody from talking about jimmy but you, the team's got to win like it's just got to be you got to win right now there are always going to be over the course of a season a handful of games where you got to make plays and the hope is that you do enough of the basic stuff leading up that when those moments come you know you're ready for them but I like this week for all the talk and you're right. It's not just the talk from us. It's Sean Payton. It's, it's just how people, these are, these are all people. Sean Payton is a person just like everyone in the chat is a person who just loves football and has a take on football. There's only so many takes you can have, you know? And the reality is that once Sean Payton is in the media and not Sean Payton, the saints coach, he just says his takes the same way that he said them to his buddies when he was the saints coach. And they're just as public as my takes and your takes. Ultimately, Trey Lance and Kyle Shanahan and that group of players that are in the fight, John, man in the arena, like Sean Payne's opinion and Colin Cowherd's opinion and John Middlecoff's opinion, like all these opinions are just all of the opinions on the outside. Sean Payton's opinion is no more valuable when it comes to like Trey Lance and Kyle Shanahan. It's just everybody right now is talking about this. It is the biggest story in the NFL. It's bigger than Dak's injury. It's bigger than some of the teams that lost week one that, you know, like the Raiders, it's bigger than Frank Reich's hot seat. Which if they lose to the Jags this week, that's the Rams' off shitty offensive line. It's it just, is. The, it, would you agree it's the biggest story in the league? I, it's got to be right up there. And I and mean. the struggle with when you're the biggest story in the league is like, you know, what you really need is just pars. You don't need a Trey doesn't need a bunch of birdies and eagles. He just needs pars. But it feels like because of all the talk. He's like eight strokes behind the leader. Sunday just started, and he's got to make a bunch of plays, but he does. But 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 that but that's where all of a sudden, worst case scenario, you find like you look up, it's like third quarter, and the 49ers are down twenty to fourteen, and it's like, yeah. okay, I can't just pour out and totally. make the cut. Like, do but I? They're not, but what I'm saying is they're not there yet, even though it feels they're zero and one. But it can so, happen fast. It can. Because if I tell you just right now the halftime score is thirteen to seven, Seattle. That's just the halftime score. If I told you that right now, would you be feeling good, do you think, at halftime of them winning the game? I would not. Now they're a double, so, they're a nine and a half point favorite. That's what I'm saying. So back to back weeks, seven point favorite, nine point favorite. Like I bet if you added their two uh games up, they have the largest spread of any favorite for over two weeks. Like they are, Vegas is just pulling these numbers out of their ass. So their favorite, they have the better team again. And there is just a ton of tangible pressure. And this is where I get why Kyle says this. What's he going to say? Like it's external noise that actually infiltrates our building. And then we do have to talk about it. And I tell Trey not to listen. And he tells me he's not listening, but I know he's human. He's 22, 23 years old. He fucking checks his phone. I claim I don't check my phone, but I'm I'm 42. Of course, I check my phone too. Right? It's like they can't say that, but of course they're hearing some of these things. It is impossible not to. It's but, impossible but, not to. But isn't it? It doesn't really matter as much as the fact that just Jimmy is right there, right? Like there's a safety net. 
for Kyle Shanahan that he would not have had if Jimmy Garoppolo weren't on the team. But I, but Maybe. I think the Sean, the Sean Payton is a pretty good example because you can say whatever you want about Mike Martz, like he's a has been. Now you can say when he was humming, he knew what he was doing. But let's just let's just throw Mike Martz out. Sean Payton, I think it's fair to say, like his opinion would not have been any different if I was Joe Lombardi, you were Dennis Allen. Tuesday afternoon, we were in his office talking about our game plan, feet up. Then we just transitioned to talking about some other things in the league, and we started talking about Jimmy and Trey. That would be his opinion. Him feet up, Saint shorts on, fucking hat off to the side, kind of just after practice, eating their lunch that gets delivered, bullshitting. Is it fair to say that more than likely that, because Sean's opinion was a lot different, it felt like, than Mart's that was like really aggressive. He was just talking yeah. like he was talking. You yeah, I mean, he also said opinion? he thinks two quarterbacks are going to play in Seattle and, you know, didn't have Drew Locke's name. Like, I do think there's just everyone has opinions, whether they're NFL head coaches or just casual fans, and it doesn't, you know, it doesn't mean they're right. But, but, I, but I think a lot of people think, Sean Payton is not alone by any means that no. thinks Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be seen this year. Right, but it doesn't mean... My point is the fact that you said it, that I said it, or that Sean Payton said it. When Sean Payton said it, it doesn't make it more likely that that happens because Trey Lance hasn't played yet more than one game, right? Like, Trey Lance can keep Jimmy Garoppolo on the bench. Everyone after one game is going, oh, I don't think he's going to keep him on the bench, or they're betting on kind of Kyle's impatience, or whatever it is. It's a, There's a bunch of different reasons you can say that you think we'll see Jimmy, whether it's Trey-related or Kyle-related, whatever. But, you know, I mean, I, I don't I, – Sean Payton is knows more football than the many, many, many people combined, myself included. And he may be right, but like you just said, he, he's not the first person to share that opinion. It doesn't mean it's going to happen. No, I, I mean, I, if Trey stays healthy, it shouldn't happen just because you should try to work it out, even though we've talked about if it's not going well, we all agreed that, like, Kyle will not go down with the ship. So I, I think what makes this all believable is it's easy to go, God, I could see the scenario. I could see the scenario. I could see the scenario. It's not like these scenarios that are just so out of left field, right? It, it's very believable things that are being said. Removing Mike March, just most of just pretty normal conversations, like a Sean Payton level one or a Chris Sims level one, like, oh, that's believable. Yeah. Right. This also, yeah. I mean, at one point, I want Jimmy. Yeah, it's I guess that's that's but ultimately why I keep. But getting my back point to. is, when we talk about it, we we talk about it like it's believable. So this is a real issue they have to deal with, but they may never actually have to deal with this issue, and it may turn out in hindsight that it wasn't real at all. Right? Like last year, they might have gone to Trey Lance if they had lost two more games than they did in the middle of the season, but they didn't, and it never became a real issue. And Jimmy Garoppolo played the NFC Championship game, so. It, I, ultimately, if he's able to keep improving through all this pressure, it'll be pretty impressive because it it yeah, feels but, like there is a ton of pressure. But here's on what the I guy. would say is like, I bet mo like Josh Allen, when I watched that game back, the the way that they talk about Josh Allen was very different than the way that they talk about Trey Lance watching the Chicago game. But that doesn't mean that Josh Allen, Josh Allen himself might have felt just as much pressure without everybody talking about it. Right. There was a whole bunch of different kind of pressure on Josh Allen because no one. Well, maybe it wasn't that different. It was kind of similar. The only difference was Nathan Peterman was his quarterback. But there was pressure in like, who is this guy? Did you guys really just draft Josh Allen? You know, like when you're the number one pick and you're the leader of a room full of guys who have been in the league longer than you and are richer than you and just have won more than you and all that, 
Like there's a ton of pressure whether everybody supports you on the outside or not. There's just a lot of pressure, period. Josh Allen's probably a good example because everyone thought I, I don't think everyone thinks Trey sucks. Everyone thought Trey uh, Josh Allen sucked. Like that, it was an insane pick. Yeah, I don't think a lot like universally people thought Trey Lance was necessarily an insane pick. I think most people thought the Josh Allen thing was bananas. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Now, even though Schefter had said the year before, "Hey, there's this kid at Wyoming who's going to be could be the number one pick next year." You remember that? Somebody obviously told him that. It didn't it, wasn't it the tweet it was, right when the draft ended? Yeah, it was the year before his draft that Schefter said that. And then everyone was interested. We all watched him and we're like, this it is was crazy. like, whoa. <laughs> well, I think I looked it up. I tweeted it the other day. His last three college games were the stats were just horrific. Well, for example, Gosh, if now. Trey Lance had played a normal, if there had been the buildup like that, like a tweet like that. ESPN would have found a way to get a couple of North Dakota State games just on like Friday night. Like there would have been moments well, like they was did. Was there a one off game not on ESPN? It's a great question. I feel like it was. Might have been. Maybe ESPN U or two. But maybe or it wasn't. Maybe it was on like CBS Sports Network or something. Fernando on the street. Shitty game. Fernando um, Montana. No. Somebody in purple. Grizzlies of some sort. Fernando on the stream says, what's with all these sports commentators, specifically these two, walking back every single thing they said after one single game? I'm disappointed in you guys. Are you outraged chasing? Brady had 18 touchdowns and 12 picks his rookie year, but somehow Trey has to do better. You know, the hard part with comments um, that aren't isn't like a conversation is I have no idea exactly what he's talking about. All of these takes are not black or white, all in or all out. Like we could talk for seven hours about Trey Lance with a bunch of different takes. And some people would take away from that. We hate him. And some people would take away from that. We're too optimistic on him. So I, you know, I don't know what, what to, uh, what to say other than I don't really think of him that differently than I did a week ago. I just know that the reality of the situation exists in a world in which he has to win games. Or if they're 0 2 this time next week, because they've lost to the Seahawks. The real conversation in like in Kyle Shanahan's head is going to be how long do I let this go before I make a change? Right. Like that's a real yeah. thing. The reality is of what we do, like the majority of industries, information changes. And in this business, it changes every Sunday. Every Sunday we get new information. And then your opinion changes or moves, or maybe you feel better about something, or maybe you're willing to pivot. And as more information comes, you adapt and say your opinion. Like that's what we do. I don't even know what to tell that guy. Like, well, but I would even it, I would even say to you, John. Sometimes the opinion doesn't change, but the opinion it has many layers to it. Some are good, some are bad. Here's what we like. Here's what we don't like. Here's why it could work. Here's why it could not work. Yeah, I don't think Trey's performance against the Bears was an opinion changing game, but it definitely wasn't an opinion uh, a, a confidence inducing game. Like I don't, you know, I don't blame him for. He scored it. ten points. I don't blame him for it, but I don't come out of there feeling better about it either. Right? Those are. Like those two things can exist. I don't blame Trey Lance, but he didn't play great. Now I'm I know not giving him a fucking A on the report card. You know whatever challenge throw completion percentage, whatever it was. I just Trey get Carlos says Trey gets penalized for going to a good team with good roster development, uh, with a good roster. He does get penalized in an expectation standpoint, but he gets helped by the fact that he's on a good team with a good roster. Well, for example, I was thinking about this when the news today that Jamal Adams is out for the season. I mean, that guy's been hurt a lot. Is it Jamal Adams' fault that Seattle 
traded all those picks, two ones and a two, then made him the highest paid safety, and he clearly has no business to be treated that, like one, to be traded by, for that much, and then two, to be paid at that premium when he cannot cover a soul. Has Jamal Adams always struggled to cover, and now they put him in position, or is that strictly on Seattle and John Schneider and Pete for making you never know if it's a good or bad trade till after the fact, but even at the time, people thought, one, it was a lot. Then they got him and were able to see him for a little bit and struggled, and then they doubled down and paid him. People were like, this is insane, right? Because remember, okay, they made a huge, bold move. Well, once they doubled down on their move, once it was kind of clear he wasn't a great cover guy and paid him all that money, and I saw some people like, feel so bad for him. Feel so bad for Jamal Adams. Jamal Adams gets paid. Jamal Adams is this fucking highway robbery. I don't blame him for signing the contract. They offered it to him, but like he's made out like a bandit. He's literally getting paid a premium for a job that he cannot struggles mightily to do. And now that he's injured, he doesn't even have to do it and he still gets his money. Seattle wants to do it. Your career is your career is short. I got no problem with somebody saying, no, I understand that he wants to play. He'd rather play than be hurt. But my point is like Jamal Adams made out like a bandit in this deal. Seattle got destroyed, but is it Jamal Adams fault or is it actually Seattle? Bears most of the blame for the terrible decisions. They blame all. They they get all the blame. I mean, if you told me Jamal Adams was getting hurt because he was fat, that'd be one thing. But that's not why Jamal Adams gets hurt. What I don't mean, I don't mean give it the blame for getting injured. I mean getting the blame for not being good at his job. Yeah, or he's. I mean, he's, he's an average starting player. NFL safety. I mean, depends on what team. Not every team. Yeah, well, pro- I think a lot of teams would say he's probably more of a linebacker. You can't cover anybody. Well, I, I honestly, part of me was like, are we sure that it's bad for the Niners that he's missing this game? But what we have, tr- I mean, he might hit him in the helmet. He can't catch it. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. NerdWallet's trusted financial journalists use fact-based reporting for some much-needed clarity in the finance world. The nerds will help you get smarter about balancing your portfolio and avoiding scams so your money is just as safe as betting against the Cowboys in the playoffs. Planning your tax bill so you don't dread April every year. And saving on travel. Vacations coming. You spend less on airfare, it means you're not choosing between surf or turf. It's surf and turf for dinner and maybe even an extra night stay. So listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. Tacovas, oh yeah. I was just looking at some pictures of a concert Luke Bryan, my wife and I went to, I don't know, 10 years ago. She had some old cowboy boots on. This is like a couple weeks ago, and I said, you, you need some new boots because we're going to see Luke Combs. So she went to Tecovas.com, and they're just perfect. She loves them. You can do the same. You go to Tecovas.com. These boots are Austin-designed, Texas-tested, handmade down in the boot capital of the world, Leon, Mexico. If you've ever wondered, can I pull off cowboy boots? Then you should pull on a pair of Tecovas, and you'll see they'll become your new favorite footwear. Cowboys knew what they were doing when they invented Western wear. And it's all kinds of Western staples. Trucker jackets, the perfect jeans to go with your boots, performance pearl snaps, cowboy hats, bandanas, you name it. They'll get you outfitted. If you can't make it to a store, Tecovas delivers the most premium quality, most comfortable Western goods right to your door. Visit Tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and point your toes west. Yeah, I mean, that'd be a positive. But so what you know? Who who's blaming? Like Eddie Jackson last week catches that yeah. ball. Jamal Adams doesn't. 
catches the Jamal Adams ball? The ball hit him. No, I'm saying Eddie Jackson picked off Trey Lance. Oh, yeah, yeah. Jamal Adams is the guy, the safety there this week in that same position, it like hits him in the helmet, goes off his hands, whatever. PBU. Celebrate. Yeah. Because that's definitely the case. All right, we got to make some picks. We got to talk about a few other things uh, as well. Um, pressure on Derek Carr this week. You know, I, did you hear? Did you happen to listen to um, uh, "Moving the Chains"? Bucky no. Brooks said since 2016, teams that start 0 and 2, only seven of them have made the playoffs. But then he made a comment about teams that were playoff teams the year before. So I don't know if that's the exact stat. And obviously, the season is one game longer than most of those years. So that stat can change. Uh, but the Raiders are 0-1, and um, they're playing a team whose coach said that they needed to focus on the details of practice, the Arizona Cardinals, uh, in a division that looks pretty good. We'll see Thursday night football, but most pressure on the Raiders or somebody else? Most pressure on Derek or somebody else? I would yeah, put Frank me, Reich in that category, too. I, I think Derek has an exponential amount of pressure on him. I, I can't get over how good Devontae was in that game, how awesome Devontae Adams is. Derek, I mean, part of his maturation as a player was like he's in complete control of the game. So if he throws picks, he might as well just be a bad player. I mean, I, I can live with interceptions. If you make a ton of plays, you can't have three picks, two in the second half against a really good team. Like That's just, that's death. That's automatic death. Playing a playoff team on the road, even though it's probably closer to a Raider home game. I mean, I would say for good players, guys that we think highly of around the league, you know, I'd say anyone that's a top 14 quarterback, he had one of the worst games of the week. Just a horrendous performance. I text someone that was involved in the game that just was like, that that responded gross. (laughs) And if you watch him, like he still makes other good throws, but those picks were, I mean, you were watching it live. I mean, crippling. Yeah, right? crunch time. Made no crippling. sense. Crippling. The deep ball didn't make any sense. The whatever the other interception, but the deep ball made no sense. And now well, he's actually, at it makes home. sense in the context if he was just trying to force it to Devontae. But that's that can't be the that can't be the way they play. There's no reason for it. They got enough got other good players. Cardinals are in shambles. Got a ton of injuries. Uh, I just think they're not that good. I mean, the Raiders are a big favorite for a reason. There's better. Like, if you told me you lose to the Chargers, I don't think that's that weird. If you tell me you lose because Derek has three picks, two in the second half, like that's unacceptable. If you're unacceptable for a winning, like you're not going to win. And to me, this week, it's like, I, I just think he has a lot of pressure because the coaches, I mean, Devontae, like these guys are here to stay. Obviously, Derek's not necessarily going anywhere, but like part of it is to ingratiate himself to his new coach. I mean, I I would imagine Josh had some conversations with uh, Mick Lombardi, his offensive coordinator, when they were in there just in the office together, feet up for some coffee and some crepes or cheeseburgers or whatever the hell they're eating in that Vegas office. We're not too positive like this. We can't have this. Because one thing that new, the New England offense has always been is one making the right play, right? Brady, if anything, got pushed back. Well, he doesn't always – he just digs and dunks you to get death sometimes. Yeah, and it works. Because they, like you said, the one pick to Devontae, they were at the 38-yard line or whatever driving. 
they were down less than a score. First down. Triple coverage. Ultimately. I mean, and Herbert was good, but it 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 wasn't it didn't it twenty four points is what it's not like the Chargers scored thirty eight points to win that game, right? Yeah, that's the thing. Ultimately to me, Frank, I'm not sure he's a good coach. His quarterback position has been very quiet. Like Matt Ryan might be shot. It's true, but he wears Carson. And like Carson looked good week one. Carson's on him, right? But the the owner, if I was defending him now, maybe he was on board too, made them trade him. How I'm saying he was the fact that Carson failed in Indy is on Frank because that's Frank's guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he that's wears the one it. time. Then the owner says, the owner says, You were wrong. I'm getting this guy the hell out of here. So then he gets Matt Ryan. Then they tie week one. Now they go to Jacksonville, who like owns them and who's 0 and 1. You know, 2014, haven't won there since 2014. That's crazy. He's on the, I mean, he's on the hot seat. I'd say, you know, those are probably maybe that and Cliff. Well, wouldn't you say whoever loses this Raider Cardinal game that is 0-2, it's going to feel like a bad 0-2? Even though yeah. if you're, for example, the Cardinals, you beat, you lost to the Chiefs where you were an underdog, and then you lost on the road to the Raiders where you were an underdog. Like they haven't, they haven't lost a game that anyone thought they were going to win. This game, you could say, might be a coin flip. You could argue they have the better quarterback. Uh, well, time will tell. But th- there is no disputing that Kyler can't have a better game than Derek how they play over the course of the season. Like last year, would you argue Kyler was the better player? Well, he definitely had a better first half of the year, but over the totality, like he really let you down, down the stretch where Derek kind of raised his game toward the end. But then in the playoff, Kyler was a zero and Derek had a pretty ugly moment at the end of the game. Yeah. Pretty actually similar individuals, right? Very polarizing for different, for different reasons. MVP you know, no one's going to question Derek's work ethic. Yeah. Thing well, I would Raiders. say they, they would top the polarizing charts, those two. Yeah, those um yeah, I mean Derek's been doing it longer, the polarizing the polarizing the league, right? For about what do you think, about five straight years? I mean, Derek and Kirk. It feels like Derek creates more arguments because everyone kind of agrees on Kirk. He's like, actually, he's pretty good now. <laughs> I think yeah, just fly as long as you don't expect too good. much. It's like going to yeah. a four star, you know, a three and a half star restaurant that you know three and a half stars. You don't, you're not expecting anything. There's arguments about Derek, like, is he five stars? Right. And then other people think he's two. Whereas I even feel like there's some agreement on Kyler. Like everyone kind of gets, everyone's kind of on the same side with Kyler. Like, man, he could be great, but it's insane. Right. Call of Duty. Yeah. So, but Derek is like, there's real arguments on both sides of it. And sometimes one side wins, and sometimes, like the other day, the other side wins. Well, if you're a Derek negativity hater, defender, so uh, no, like uh, you're on the, you're rooting for him to fail because you oh. don't think he's any good. L- last week was a, uh, was a pretty good moment for you. Yeah. I mean, he's also, you know, you just, there's going to be a lot of these games like this in his division where he just goes up against Justin Herbert and Patrick Mahomes and Russell Wilson. And who did I, that is his division. Yeah. Well, that's what I just said. I guess he plays six games against those guys. And who did I hear saying this the other day? Who was I listening to? It was a quarterback and he was like, you know, I know they did, say, did you Sullivan? no, it wasn't JT. We was like, I know when you're playing the other guy, like you're not playing the other guy, but you are playing the other guy. Who was that? Was it uh, Rivers speaking to a high school luncheon? No. <laughs> I don't remember who it was. I keep guessing. Maybe it was a podcast. I, no. Sunday, Monday Night Football. Could have been Aikman. 
I don't know. But regardless, you're not playing the other guy, but you are. Like it's your opposing starting pitchers. Like you know, when you play, when you pitch against Pedro, you got to be better today. And I don't know, maybe that was part of it. Maybe he forced a couple balls because he's playing Herbert. Herbert, the thing with Herbert, it's like, is he just not going to throw picks? He's going to throw touchdowns. You know, I mean, didn't well, have yeah, Keenan Allen. JC Jackson's supposed to be back this week, by the way. No, he, he had Keenan in that game. Keenan got hurt. Keenan in the got game, hurt dude. in that game. Doesn't happen this week. Thursday I thought night. Keenan played in the game. Oh. All right. Well, regardless, three touchdowns, no picks. He got hurt. He had four catches. When did he get hurt? Early? Late? I don't know. Shit, I don't know. Uh, all right, we got to make a few picks. I actually see a world where the Niners cover, but I'm not. I'm. I'm. I would not recommend to us that we pick the Niners this week, and uh, neither would you. That's one of those where you kick yourself after the fact. Yeah, I would not bet on the Niners. So we considered several games. We've settled on the Panthers plus two points going to the Giants, who I kind of liked last week going to Tennessee. But uh, we'll roll with a good defense this week against Daniel Jones. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm just I'm just betting against the Giants. That's to me my logic. Tough, tough betting slate. Uh, but the Panthers easily could have won that game last week. The dude hit like a 55-yard field goal to win the game for the Browns. Uh, and you know what? The Browns, I think we all agree, independent of their quarterback, is one of the best teams in the league, right? Best rosters is their quarterback situation. So I think the Giants still are one of the worst teams. I, I believe that about Chicago as well. I mean, I, I, I'm picking both those two teams to draft in the top five. So if we just stick with our mindset betting against those teams, now how good are the Panthers? Like, I don't feel the Panthers are an 11-win team, but I, I I actually still believe they can get 8-9 to nine range. And if I'm taking an 8-9 to nine win team against a team that ends up winning four games, coming off a loss, too, and the other one coming off a win, I kind of like the way it sets up. Yeah. They, they were down 13 nothing to the Titans. Uh, Yeah. Saquon was awesome. Promo yeah, code well, but... Like you said earlier, should be you know good run defense in Carolina. They should have a high floor. But McCaffrey didn't really do a ton, I don't think. No, he didn't. So I don't. I didn't wonder, like, snap of the game, is he gonna is he <laughs> is he gonna get it back? You know, is McCaffrey gonna get it back? Ever? A lot of hurt, a lot of injuries. Yeah. Um, Fresno State plays USC. As Jake Hayner said, I want to go to USC out of high school, but they didn't want little Jake Hayner. Uh, he averages 350 passing yards per game against Pac-12 schools. That's what Jake Hanner's done. He's played three, UCLA, Oregon, and, and Oregon State. Two of them last year, one of them this year. Beat UCLA last year. Uh, they go to SC, opened as... Which was a pretty legendary performance. It was, I think, the game of the year in college football last year, probably. At least in the regular... Yeah, he had to be carried off, basically. He had like a major hit pointer. Yeah. Badly injured hip. He was like throwing and falling on the follow through. Remember that? Remember that? It was legendary. It, it was legendary. It was legendary. I probably undersold it. Uh, that they opened to sixteen and a half point favorites. I think it's now twelve and a half. Um, you know how many rushing yards Reggie Bush had in two thousand five in this game? Two hundred ninety four rushing. rushing yards alone. <laughs> rushing. Yeah. Uh, but the dogs are twelve and a half. This is a really. This is a great game. Oregon. Uh, Oregon. Fresno State does not have a turnover this year. They have not taken the ball away either. 
USC has eight takeaways and no turnovers. USC is not going to average four turnovers a game. I mean, it's just takeaways a game because they're number one in differential and takeaways right now in the nation. They're just not going to keep that up. But I think what's interesting about SC is, you know, Lincoln's teams historically are not, I think he had like one top 30 defense. Like it's not really, they win despite it. And their offense right now is, I think if the draft, if Caleb Williams was draft eligible, he'd, at work, he'd go ahead of prop. Maybe, maybe Bryce Young goes ahead of him, but maybe he goes ahead of CJ Stroud. Like he could be the number one pick in this draft. Jordan Addison's been incredible. They just, they don't, you can't turn it over against them and you have to score because they don't not score. Do they have, a, do they have like a legit NFL running back or is it just the receivers he's throwing bombs to? Yeah, it's the receivers. I mean, they've got a true freshman, Relik Brown, who is a major recruit, uh, but it's Travis Dye and Austin Jones. You know, Travis Dye from Oregon, Austin Jones from Stanford. Those are their backs. Uh, but Mario I, Williams I, and Jordan Ash. Travis Dye, was, he was number 24 for Mario. Huh, no there. gloves, no gloves, no sleeves, no wristbands. Yeah, that's their back. He transferred to, to Lincoln? Yeah. I, I did not know I that. Remember, Trump, he Trump got California. hurt. Didn't he get hurt in the uh, last year for Mario? And it kind of derailed them a little bit? Yeah. Did he get hurt last year? I thought Travis, I thought one of their running backs got hurt last year at Oregon. Maybe because they but, ended up playing like, some of their younger guys, but that's a fucking free for all. These guys just take off. I guess, I guess his coach did leave, but this is going to be a sweet game. I like the dogs. Fresno state could win it. Uh, there is some value on the money line just because it's very rare that you feel like a team might have a chance. And the money line is close creeping up to four to one. Now it, I, it probably was four to one when the game opened, it was 16 point spread. So it's, I got it. I see it at like plus three sixty or plus three fifty. If you bet five hundred bucks, you make almost two G's. Uh, let's see. Now, now I, I would put a healthy amount on the spread, but I, I think Fresno State, like you said, won the last two years. Now it's two different coaches, but they're really Dubor was a Tedford guy, correct? Wasn't he? Yeah. Didn't so it's like, and Dubor really fit the Fresno State clearly. The mantra of being the little the little engine that could fuck these guys, we'll take them on. Tedford has that in his blood. I mean, he literally went to Fresno State and then he resurrected a school that, let's face it, besides Mike Martz, by the way, Fresno State guy <laughs> has really struggled. The Cal, I mean, he Tedford's a big time coach. Yeah, I mean, really good coach. He almost this beat would, last time with less talent than they have now. Fresno State. It, as someone who's seen a lot of devastating Fresno State losses, the two of us, uh, I don't know if this would wash them all away, but this would wash a large percentage. It, it'd be top two or three biggest regular season win in the history of the program. Yeah, I mean, the the tough thing, the 05 game had been, SC was the number one team in the nation, and it was near the end of the year, right? So there was so much buildup by the time you got Isn't to it like that. a November 1st game? Or yeah, it was a weird. October game? It's really yeah. a weird non-conference. They must have played... Yeah, I'm not. I don't remember exactly why that was the case, but um, this is earlier, so there's less buildup to it. Fresno State was ranked 16th in the nation. They were 16th, right then. Um, is Oregon State ranked this year, this week, or no? No, they, get, they should be, but yeah, I agree. But they're not. Um, but they play for they play SC next week. You Oregon State SC next week, Washington State Oregon next week, and Washington State, you know. Um, but anyway, it's hard because the teams aren't the same, but Oregon state did kick USC's ass last year, <clears throat> completely different interim coach, but yeah. DM says, 
uh, 55-38 USC take the over. The over is 72, 79, 72. What is it? It's massive. It's high. It's Again, like these teams, it might be one of these. SC scored five drives, five touchdowns the other day in the first half against Stanford. But Stanford moved the ball on them. They just didn't score. Like, But Stanford, they moved it. They just couldn't score. Whereas Fresno State should be able to score. Hainer, man. And they just Go played Oregon State last week, so they kind of warmed up for it, you know? Go dogs! So. All right, y'all. Thanks for hanging with us. We will see you Sunday after Niner Seahawks. What's our Sunday night game this week? Bum, 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 Bears bum, Packers. Bum, bum. Is it? That's the Sunday yeah. night game. Bears Packers. Yeah. Oh, we have a Monday night doubleheader: Titans Bills Vikings Eagles. A little weird, but yeah. Um, our morning games: Dolphins Ravens. Yeah, watch that. Colts, Jags, Bucks, Saints, Panthers. Not, Saints. not, not a great slate this week, but Pats, Steelers. Okay. Stay up late Saturday night. Enjoy the SC game. Tito's Mountain Dew Baja Blast says Jesse on the stream. I need that to stay up. I mean, t- seven thirty kickoff. I mean, that game's no. going to eleven. Yeah, especially if it's or good. I mean, yeah, eleven fifteen. Oregon State game went past, and I fell asleep. Was that a seven thirty or an eight? Maybe 730. it was seven thirty. Yeah. All right. Thanks for hanging with us, everybody. Later.